wanna ball her like the Wizards. Yeah, you know what I mean. When I'm blue, I'm on the net. Girl, she went shots for the team. I was in high school with dreams. Now I'm on moves looking clean. Teaching game like a dean. Coach all these girls to a ring. Hey guys, welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Trey Halliburton. And joins me on the other line, a very special guest, the the leading thought provoker on Wizards Twitter, my guy Damo. How you doing today, man? Man, I'm I'm doing great, man. I, I can't complain at all. I'm I'm happy to be here. Yeah, man. I, I feel like this is the, uh, the the collab that that Wizards Twitter has been clamoring for, and, and, and that the streets need. So I, I'm glad to get you on and, and really talk some, some Wizards hoops, and it's especially good to be able to talk after the Wizards won uh, over the New York Knicks, 114-96. to 96. It had been a hell of a sad podcast that we had to come on and talk after a, a loss to one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't have wanted to hear from me after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. And, and then, you know, it's kind of crazy because the Wizards were actually down at halftime, but, I mean, they just came out and, and, and really just, just took it to the Knicks in the second half, outscoring them uh, 68 to 46 in the second half. And a lot of that was led by Bradley Bill and really Jan Mahimi in the fourth quarter. They had two really big fourth quarters that kind of uh, uh, allowed the team to, to pull away. And I think that this is, is really becoming, uh, you know, a, a point of uh, emphasis for Brad to, you know, he's been playing a lot better in, in these fourth quarters as of late even though I do feel like that, that Memphis game, he could have done a little bit more to, to, to keep the team in the game and kind of got uh, uh, outplayed by John Morant. But, but, I mean, it's no denying that Bill is on a hot streak over these last 10 games. What, what have you thought about the way that he's played uh, as of late and how he was able to kind of lead his team to victory on a night where if you're the best player on the court, sometimes you just got to come out and act like that? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, it, it's clear that the, the all-star snub affected him. Um, when it, when I saw that, I, I mean, he gave that post-game interview. It almost looked like he wanted to shed a tear, man. I, I kind of fell for him. Um, but it, it's clear that he's been channeling that and, and putting it out on, on the court, man. And like like you say, put make putting his footprint on the game and 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 saying, "Hey, I'm the best player on the court. Let me let me show it." Um, but I, I think it's also help that some of the guys around him are finding their roles and they're starting to become professionals in those roles. And it's, it's helping the team. It's helping Brad. It's helping everybody, uh, get, get these W's, man. So I'm, 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 I'm happy to see it because it's been a long time coming. It's been a weird season. Yeah, it's definitely been a weird season. And, you know, I, I like how you say that, like, uh, a lot of the players around Bill are kind of falling into their roles. Uh, you know, I, I think one of the players that, that is very important to uh, the, the Wizards in their starting lineup is Isak Bonga. And so when you look at a night like tonight where uh, Bonga went 5-7 from the floor, had 13 points, and brings all the things that he brings on the defensive end, like on, on nights like that where you can get production from their wing players, like they, that's going to allow the team to play uh, a lot more competently than what they've shown. Then you know when you have some nights like this, and then you have other games like uh, last week's game against the Warriors, where you pretty much got nothing from Bonga, yeah. Gary Payton, and Troy Brown. So it, yeah. it, it, it's really like just trying to make sure that those guys who are around Bill are able to come out and be put in the best position to succeed. Indeed, indeed, and 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 they the, they the kids, you know, the, the kids sometimes they you know. They, they they perform how do you want them to. They're getting all A's, and then sometimes the kids bring a D home, you know. So it's, it's, just, it's just that's what we got right now. We got the kids, and we got to play them and develop them. And, and you see that, with, like you just said, with Bonga, you know, that, that night against the Warriors, he just wasn't there. And it's not like you need these dudes to come out and get you 20 points, but it's being pros in your role, locking up on defense, diving for loose balls, running the lane, getting putbacks. Just being active, and you'll get you'll get eight ten points, and that in itself is going to be that'll be the, the the difference between whether you win or lose a game. Because because Bill going to get his thirty. It's just a matter of are you going to give up, you know, one hundred and fifty points on the other side, or you know, are you going to make the game competitive so you can close them out? So, 
Yeah. 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 Nah, I mean, Bill. Bill has like he he's kind of established this baseline of consistency. Um, you know, overall as far as scoring wise for the season, but I think his overall play has improved so much over this last stretch. And like like you said, I think that the him getting snubbed for the All Star game was really a blessing in disguise for him because it allowed him to. To, to really, you know, to look at himself in the mirror and be able to hold himself more accountable for, you know, his play and how he's able to imprint himself on these games. And so, like, I feel like, you know, he's been coming out and he's been playing with a lot more passion. He's been, you know, a lot more engaged on the defensive end. Uh, sure. You know, he, he's, he's been, you know, just, just a lot more, like, vocal, like, being around the guys and, like, being a lot more, you know, positive reinforcement and encouraging of the guys. And, you know, this cannot be understated that I feel like a lot of his struggles early on in the year has to do with the fact that he started, you know, almost 40 games next to Isaiah Thomas. And if anybody should be uh, held uh, liable or responsible for Bill not making the All-Star team, I feel like it's Isaiah Thomas having started next to him for all those games because it it really kind of platooned a lot of, you know, Bill's defensive numbers and really put the team and Bill in a position where they weren't really able to to play up to their full capabilities for the majority of the season. Yeah, I mean, it's one of them things where, you know, there's not the Celtics where you got, you know, uh, uh, multiple all-NBA-level defenders on the team there. You know, you, you got a bunch of kids out there, and, you know, you got a team that's really built on on pace and, and scoring, spreading you out, shooting the ball, and then you starting games and you putting a five foot nine matador out there. You just it, you can't. It's a lose lose for everybody because with NBA defenses now, it's it's less about playing one on one and more about guys being on a string. So if I beat my man, if I'm beating five foot nine Isaiah Thomas down the court every time. That means somebody got to come and help rotate, and that throws everything out of whack. And so, you know, like you just said, I mean, it is, you look at Brad's defensive numbers this year, I mean, they down in the gutter. Yeah. <laughs> but when I watch the games, when I watch the games, it doesn't look that way to me. Like, it's not like Brad out there playing James Harden defense, you know. Yeah, no, <laughs> he, he, he's been more active, but, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like – yeah, it, it's tough. It's got to be also, like, demoralizing from a standpoint where you out there, like, what's the point of even giving full effort if you know that our team's man is going is gonna to be here? And, <laughs> and, you know, and teams, like, the smart teams, they really figured out, like, they're like, yo, we're coming down. We're running every play at our team. Right, like, at, like, right, right at them. them. And why wouldn't you? Why Why wouldn't you? And then as a, as a man, you like, all right, they coming down and picking on this guy, and then I got to come back down and go get 30. Like, And then when they get into the crutch moments of the game, high leverage moments of the game, we just trading baskets. We not getting no stops. So I, I might hit a three. They come down. I tee out of, the, out of rotation. They give up a three. Then I got to come down. That's more pressure on me. Now I got to come down and get another bucket. At, at some point, you got to be able to get a stop. And I just felt like, the Wizards lost a lot of games, not so much because Brad wasn't clutch and hitting clutch buckets. I felt like it should have never even got to that because they just weren't able to get stops. Now, there was a few, definitely a few, where Brad just didn't have it in the fourth quarter. But I felt like more times than not, their issue was that they couldn't get stops. Or they'd get stops, they'd get the stop, and then they don't get the rebound. It's like, what are we doing? Yeah, mm-hmm. man. It, 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 it's kind of tough, man, because you know the like the, the the deficiencies on this Wizards team are so glaring. So it's like for a team that has absolutely no rim protection, it's going to be extremely hard to to get stops at the end of games when you literally can't stop. Like an opposing team, like all they have to do is attack the basket, and there is no rim protection. There is no shot blocker. You know for for the Wizards, they're a bad rebounding team. So even if they you know hold strong on a defensive possession. They, they they can't grab the defensive rebound and, and really close out the possession. Uh, you know, like they, they, their, their wing depth is very much lacking. So, like, Bill has to spend a lot of energy on defense trying to guard uh, other wing players. And, 
and really has to carry a lot of the offensive load because, you know, these, he's seeing different defensive looks that he hasn't seen before, and especially because of the and the lack of offensive weapons on the floor with him at the, or, or at the end of the game. So if Bonga's on right. the floor or, or, you know, Gary Payton's on the floor because, you know, he played a lot over, like, the last, you know, 20 or so games for the Wizards, like, these defenses, they ain't guarding these dudes. Like, you know, they they giving Bill the, the James Harden treatment. Like, he come across half court, and he got, you know, guys hedging towards him. You know, if he runs a pick and roll, they not rolling with the other man at all. They run they both dudes all. rolling with Brad. So, you know, I think that this has been an adjustment for him to kind of figure out how he is trying to navigate his way through these different defenses. But – you know, I think that Scott Brooks could do a, a, a better job of, you know, putting him in a better position with some of these different lineups and by also with some, some of the play calling. Like, I, man, I've been asking for this the whole year. I, can we get a Bill Burton's pick and roll, pick and pop, something? Yeah, like, can can sure. we make that happen? Like, I, don't, <laughs> I just don't understand why that's not in the playbook. Like, yeah, I mean, because pick your poison. Who you gonna, I mean, who you going to stop? You going <laughs> to... You worried the death of a uh, the Bertans thirty five footer, and then and then Bill's mid range game is so elite. Like people don't talk about it enough, but his mid range game to me is his best attribute right now. Um, so I mean, like pick your poison. I just don't see. I, today I saw more Rui and Bill pick and rolls than anything. Um, but I mean, either one of them, I I would like to see. That's better than just giving it to Bill at the top of the key and say go one on five. Yeah, not the the Bill Rui two man game has definitely uh, picked up since Rui has come back from uh, from his injury, and I think that that's something that could be very viable uh, in the future. Just because like the way that those two can operate on in that mid range and that uh, foul line extended area, I mean like Rui from like that that elbow jumper that that's like a layup for him, honestly. And oh, so, yeah. like, when, when you have – and when you have Brad, and especially the way that he's been attacking going downhill, like, you know, he could get to the basket, and if, you know, the, if the defenders try to roll with him, then he could just kick it to Rui, and that jump is going up. I mean, and, and it's looking real smooth right now. I think that, you know, that that's definitely something that the Wizards will be able to build on for years to come. Oh, I, I, I totally agree. Um, I mean, the game from him – uh, the, the other night, I, I, from what I saw, and I mean, I've see, seen this a few times. He just looks like a future all star to me, man. Like I, I, I don't just, I don't just throw that around with the young guys. But like when I watch him, I, it's rare you see twenty one year olds that are just never sped up. Like the game is just slowed down for them. Like you're not gonna get him rattled. He's not gonna be starstruck, you know, because you gotta, you know, who you are. You got a shoe deal or something like, you know, like I saw him, he had Zach Levine on him at one point in the game against Chicago. And it was just like, man, give me the ball, put him on the block, put him on the tip, drop step, turn around, you know, hook. Boom. Yeah. And it's just like, it wasn't nothing to talk about. It wasn't nothing to struggle about it. It was just, I'm a professional. This is what I do. And I'm yeah. like, it's rare you see that with 21 year olds. Like it's just, it's just so rare. And I'm like, this dude ain't even had an NBA workout program for a whole year yet. Like, what's gonna happen when he three years in the weight room? Yeah, and, man. <laughs> like, yeah, man. Rui, Rui's got a lot of those physical tools that you honestly can't teach, and his game is like so polished that. They, they, there's just this clear, like, room for growth in his game. And if he keeps progressing, like, I see that, what you're talking about when, when you say that all-star potential. Because, I mean, literally, like, yeah, he does not get sped up at all. Like, he plays at his own pace. And the things that he does well, like, he focuses on, in on that. And, like, teams yep. really can't stop it. Like, honestly, nope. like, he, he's, a, he's a mid-range assassin in the same vein as, like, a, as a DeMar DeRozan almost. And, yeah. you know, like, really, I honestly think that the biggest thing that's been encouraging uh, is that since he's been back from that injury is the fact that he's been not only willing to take threes, but he's actually been hitting a couple of them too. So if, yep. if, he, can, if he can add that to his game, man, he, he's going to be a serious problem. And for – for a guy who a lot of draft analysts said was a 
you know, a real poor defender coming into this league. I feel like he has shown a lot better defensive instincts than a lot of people gave him credit for uh, in the pre-draft process. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Um, he He's just too athletically gifted not to be an above-average defender. Like, the dude, seven-foot wingspan, he got, like, Kawhi Leonard hands, and you, you see his muscle tone, his body. Like, he's just too athletic not to be an above-average defender. I just don't see him being a dude that, you know, is going to be able to get beat all the time down the floor. Like, he just got to figure it out. He just got to keep playing basketball and just learn coverages and being able to communicate and, and switches and all of that. And he's going to be fine, man, because the dude just – he does stuff like – it's like, yo, like the average basketball player not supposed to be there to do that. And I remember that story that came out when they – I think it was in training camp or something, they were saying he had grabbed a rebound or something mid-air with one hand and palmed the ball and came down and ran the break with it and did something with it. And I'm just like, that's that's kind of crazy. Like, that's not – that's not normal. That's kind of freakish type stuff. So once he figures out actually the game and he adds weight and, and muscle, man, he, he I really see I really feel like he's gonna be a surefire all star. I I just do. Yeah, well, I I say I'll say this, man. The one one of the other things that Rui has in his advantage of being an all star is that, you know, he he probably is all now I don't even say probably. Like Rui is the most popular player on the Wizards right now as far as uh social media attention and, and media attention. Uh, you know, even surpassing Bill at this point as far as his popularity. Trust me, right. you go down to <laughs> Wizards games, man, like, you know, Bill, he could kinda, you know, come and go as he please. Rui got, you know, ten cameras follow him everywhere he goes. Yeah. So like yeah. you know, it, it's a different <laughs> level of celebrity status. And that's only going to rise even more after, uh, you know, the, the, the Tokyo Olympics and playing in his home country. So, you know, hey, I think I think Taliosis uh, and, and, and Tommy Shepard, they made a, a good investment on the business uh, sense with, with, with Rui. But, I mean, the guy can play some basketball too. So, hey, it, it definitely counts. <laughs> indeed, indeed, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think this is a, a perfect segue because I want to dive into – uh, a conversation around some of the younger Wizards, you know, including Rui Hashimura. But really, I think that we're to this point in the season where, you know, it's, start, it's time to, you know, start looking ahead to figure out, you know, who are the, some of the younger guys that are going to be building blocks for the franchise and who are some of the younger guys who, you know, probably aren't going to be around or could be possibly considered trade bait. But uh, we'll take a quick break, and on the other side, we'll, we'll dive into that conversation a little bit. All right, now, Damo, man, I, I want to dive into, you know, the, these young wizards, uh, you know, the, the, the Wiz Kids 2.0, man, I, if, if you will. <laughs> like, I, I'm in love with, with Rui. And there's another guy who I'm a really big fan of. I don't know if you and Will are going to be, like, happy about this, but Esau Bonga might be a guy that the Wizards might want to look at making a, a, a future building block of the franchise. What, what say you to that? <sighs> okay, so... <laughs> hey, hey this, 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 is, this is what the people want right here, so... Hey, let, let, let's break it down from all the angles. <laughs> okay, so I okay, so Bonga is is starting to win me over a little bit, a little bit. Do I think he's a player where you say, okay, he's a foundational piece, like he's untradeable, or or if, if the right offer doesn't come, you don't move him. Hell no. Um, <laughs> he he's only twenty, so I'm trying to I'm trying to look at him in that vein versus a guy who's been in the league, you know, five plus years. So he his defense is there. His defense is definitely there. His length, uh, his ability to play passing lanes. He has a knack for just getting his hands around around the basketball. So. 
I, I like that about him. Just it's just the offense. I don't really see that point guard stuff they were talking about with him coming out. I don't see that. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I'm I'm with you there. I, I don't see that either. Like he doesn't handle the ball or really even have the feel of a player who I possibly could see play point guard in this league. I, I just don't see that. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't see that at all. Like he don't really have no wiggle with it. Like I. I don't see that with him, but he has enough handle where he can catch it and go. And in this league, that's really all you need. Catch it, go, or in the half court, just get it, go downhill, get in the lane and, and lay it up. And he's been doing that more of late. Um, so, so I, I like his profile, man. I, I think if he, he could be like a, you know, Mo Harkless, uh, Andre Robertson, but with a better shot. You know, if he could be that role, like be a star in that role where you putting him on the opposing team's best offensive player every night and then he can hit that occasional corner three, you know, here and there and attack downhill for layups and whatnot, I think he's a keeper because he's he on a cheap deal and, you know, he's young. Um, and he's a keeper because, I mean, the shorts need it. But I don't see him as, like, no eventual starter and, like, he's locking down that small forward spot for years to come. I, I can't go that far yet. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm with you. And, like I said, I think that when you talk about um, him, you know, being a star in his role and having a defined role, you know, I think that, you know, he, like you said, the Mo Harkless, that's a good comparison. And so, you know, if the Wizards are able to, you know, develop Bonga into a Mo Harkless type player on a, on that cheap deal. Like, I feel like that's the type of, you know, fringe move that this team is going to need when you have, you know, max players, you know, John Wall and, and Bradley Bill. You're going to need to find, you know, a nice cheap talent who's going to be able to, you know, play in their roles and play around their two stars. But, I mean, Bonga is a guy, like you said, I don't, I, I wouldn't consider him to be, you know, an un, uh, uh, you know, a no trade guy like you know, what I'm saying like if the right offer comes in, like yeah, I mean he he <laughs> hey he he can he can get them bags packed just as quick as the next man. But I do think that he's kind of solidified himself uh, within the organization, and so when you start looking at uh, when you start looking ahead with you know all of the guys that the team has, and you start looking at you know the that they have this. Uh, this this draft pick, this player who's going to come in with their first overall pick this year, uh, and then and then you know they're going to have a, se- a second round draft pick this year. You start looking at these roster spots, and you know it, it's going to be dicey for some yeah. guys coming into yeah. next season. And so when you start comparing, like so, a lot of these guys are going to be in direct competition for each other for not only playing time but for roster spots. And so Bonga, as compared to you know a guy like Admiral Schofield. You know, I would much rather prefer if the team were to develop Bonga, you know, even though yeah, he, he was a uh, essentially a throw-in player in a, in a trade that they did last year as opposed to Schofield is a guy that the team, you know, actually drafted and, you know, they're supposedly invested in. Like, I wouldn't have a problem if the team decided, okay, uh, we're, we're going to, you know, go – we're going to roll with Bonga and extend him instead of, you know, continuing to invest in Schofield. Well, how do you feel about the comparison between those two players directly? Yeah, that's an interesting one. I had never – I hadn't thought about that. Because um, I believe I believe Schofield is older by a couple of years, too. Yeah, Schofield's already 22 years old, so. Yes, I mean, just off that alone, I mean, you're talking about a 20-year-old in Bonga that's already getting, you know, 20-plus minutes a night for you and guarding – you know, opposing uh, team's best guy. I, I think that would, yeah, that, that's a no-brainer. If, if the decision is between them two, for sure it would be Bonga you keep and, and you try to build him up into that into that role, being a stopper, um, 3 and D guy. Uh, and I like Schofield game. Like, cause when he came out, I, I kind of compared him to Jay Crowder, that like 6'6", six 240-pound, six, looked like a, like a defensive end. Playing back. Yeah, he he looks like a defense man. Like he walk around the arena, I'm like, yo, like this, like this dude look like Brian the Rock for real. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like about to get a two stance, man. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but like he can, he can play. 
I just, I just, I like Bonga's versatility more because even when Bonga was playing at the four, like he was holding his own there pretty well. Um, and he's switchable. Like he, just the, his frame, like he can play from the two all the way down to the four and, and just switch through everything. Um, in, in the league, that's what it's all about now. I mean, guys that can just switch, switch multiple positions, guard multiple positions. So yeah. Especially if if he's gonna be hitting threes, like if he's gonna be able to hit that little catch and shoot corner three, um, oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I mean, when you look at tonight, he went three for three from three point range tonight. I mean, mm-hmm. if Bonga is hitting his three point shot, then you you you're talking about a guy who you know is going to be an impact player in this league because of the things that he can do on the defensive end. And so you know, I, I think his ceiling really. Uh, goes as high as you know as his three point percentage will be able to climb. So if he can get his uh, three ball up to that you know league average around you know like thirty four percent, thirty five percent, then I think that you know that, that Wizards could have definitely found themselves a, a decent little player here. But well, one of the other uh, players that I want to talk about, uh, uh, the, uh, one of the young guys who played tonight, he, he kind of, he got ejected from the game. But he still showed a little bit of promise. Uh, Mo Wagner has really been kind of stepping it up since he's come back from his injury. And so I think that there's definitely a conversation to be had about, uh, you know, Mo Wagner versus Thomas Bryant and who the team should be looking at to invest in as, you know, a possible center of the future. Because really, you know, one of these guys is probably going to end up being here and around, and another one of these dudes, is going to end up being trade bait and potentially helping them, you know, try to get another player. If if you were putting your GM hat on right now, would you be willing to build around Wagner or would you stick with uh, uh, Thomas Bryant? So this was a conversation I, that I felt like was going to be kind of tough for me because it, it, my heart say one thing. But but my mind say another thing because my <laughs> heart, I really like Thomas Bryant. I really like him, man. I think he's a really good dude. I think he's got great work ethic, and he got that type of character you want. Like he just energetic. He energizing bunny. He don't stop moving, man. But but you can't have two. <sighs> fives on your team that struggle defensively, man. It's only room for one. And to me, Mo Wagner is cheaper mm-hmm. and he's a better shooter. So, to me, Wagner is the perfect stretch five you want off your bench. And I think you use Thomas Bryant and some combination of other player pick to try to go bring in that that anchor five that's going to be there, you know, for the next four or five years um, that can show those holes up. Kind of like a, a good version of Eon Mahimi, the way Eon been playing the last two weeks or so. Um, you know, a younger, better version of that. If you can find that for a Thomas Bryant and some filler and maybe a pick of some, t- of some sort, I think you do it. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm with you there because uh, honestly, man, like with Thomas Bryant, like he's so active when it comes to you know rolling to the rim, and you know he 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 does like really as far as like uh, being like a, a, an energetic force on the team, like you know he really kind of changed the, the the team last season when I mean shit was really going left last year, and yeah. his energy really kind of changed and, and brought a, a light to the team that, that they really didn't have, you know, with all his bench celebrations and, you know, just, just the energy that he brings to the team in the locker room and around them. Like, you know, th- this is a dude that's very enjoyable to be around. He makes the workplace environment better. But at, at, the, at the same time, though, I mean, it's tough for him because he just he just doesn't defend at a level that is really – Comp, like like confident for a, a starting NBA center, like he really can't defend the rim. He's not really good at uh, switching out onto perimeter uh, players. And so, like at the end of the day, like 
he's always going to have these, like, glaring deficiencies. And, I mean, to be honest, he's going to be a liability on that end of the floor. Whereas I feel like Mo Wagner, like, he he just has a little bit better defensive instincts. And, you know, mm-hmm. even though he doesn't have the, the same physical tools that Thomas Bryant has, he just does a much better job of, you know, moving his feet and trying to put himself in his position. Well, he ain't defending the rim. He'll try to draw, draw a charge. He's he going to do yeah. 30 charges. <laughs> He ain't gonna block no shots, <laughs> but he'll he'll draw thirty targets. So you know, but but it, it's still it's different. And then even on the offensive end, I think that Mo is a better screener than Thomas Bryant too, which is I think is something that is very important for this Wizards offense, and and it's very important for for Bill's growth and development as a player. Like like I, I've been I've said this a couple of times, man, but man. I kind of miss Marcin Gortat, man. Like, like the way he used to come out there and set screens. Like, he's a free agent. He's a free agent. Hey, man, nah, man. Mar- man he, he's, he's done. Mar- Marcin tell you himself that he's done. So, you know what I'm saying? But, like I said, man, I think that Wagner has a little bit of that in his game. And, you know, like, early on in the year, I felt like he got called for a lot of those illegal screens and, you know, a, a lot of that stuff. But as the season has progressed, like, he's just developed a much better feel, and, and he's a guy that I think that the team might want to invest in. Yeah, I, 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 I'm I, with you, man. Like, I, I'm I'm a fan of his game, and he's just gritty. He's one of them dudes that you hate playing against, but you like when they're on your team because they're just annoying as hell. But but it's it, it helps you win games. Like, he just, he just you know, he just got to kind of keep it, keep it in control where he ain't getting ejected or he he don't have five fouls before the third quarter over with. You know, if he's able to do that, I think I think he's a winning player, man. Because um, like you said, like you were saying, his defense, he's not a rim protector. He's not blocking three, four shots a game. But he'll take two charges. You know, he'll 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 get up into a to a guy and kinda of bother him. Um, enough where where you can make some things happen on that defensive end, and he's a shoot. He can shoot the ball, and he kind of crafty scoring it too. Like he got some stuff in his back. I didn't see him do some stuff, but it was like you know, six foot eleven dudes not really supposed to do that. But um, yeah, I, I like his game, man. I think I think that's the guy you keep as your reserve five, and then you go out here and try to try to go get that that core anchor guy, um, to 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 play that starting role for you. Yeah, man, I, I'm right there with you. I think that, you know, uh, Wagner is a guy that I would definitely be looking to keep. He's still uh, got two years left on his rookie scale deal. So, you know, they're going to be able to keep him for cheap. And, you know, a guy like uh, Thomas Bryant, you know, I, I would be trying to uh, package him together. You know, he, he went to Indiana University. Uh, you know, let's just go and try to send him over there to the Pacers and see if they can get something going for Miles Turner. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. Miles Turner would be so ideal, man. That, that's yeah. I'd be screaming for the rooftops if they was able to pull that off. Shut, pull that off, man. Yeah, get that man a get that man a ten year extension. If he can pull that off. <laughs> hey, man, he, he's, he's certainly going to try, and I think that you know Turner is a guy that they uh, like very much, and so he, he's definitely somebody that they'll be keeping their eye on. Uh, I know another guy that uh, Shep liked. Uh, a lot was Jerome Robinson in the pre-draft process. And, you know, this kind of goes with their new formula of acquiring, you know, guys that they had high draft grades on who, for whatever situation, you know, didn't really catch on with their, with their, uh, with their first team. And, you know, Jerome Robinson, he's a guy that, you know, it's a flyer for them, and he's going to be able to come into this Wizards program and, you know, be, be able to develop a little bit. And, you know, I know it's a very small sample size because he's only played in uh, three games so far as a Wizard. But, you know, I, I honestly like what I've been seeing from him. Um, I think that it's when, when you look at his uh, numbers with the Clippers, you know, for a guy who was, you know, so highly touted as an offensive player coming out of college, I mean, he shot the ball like some shit with the Clippers. But, <laughs> yeah, but he actually played pretty – he, like, played better defense than a lot of people uh, expected. He actually had the highest defensive rating on uh, as a player on the, the Clippers for the year. And so, 
You know, I, I think that this uh, Wizards offensive system uh, might be uh, more conducive for him to kind of do his thing, um, you know, with, with their fast-paced style and with him being able to play downhill. And he's a guy who can score on three different levels. Well, what did you feel about the team going out and acquiring Robinson? And what, what, what do you potentially see uh, his role being with the team going forward? Yeah, man, I got to say, man, I, I, I'm hella biased when it comes to Jerome Robinson because I loved him pre-draft. That draft, uh, that 2018 draft, man, it was him. It was Michael Porter Jr. Um, that I just had. I, I just had an affinity for their game, man. I was just like, the Wizards could get one of them two dudes, man. It's a home run. Um, man, it didn't, it didn't end up happening. And we took Troy, who I like too. Uh, but then what, what Shep has been able to do, kind of just throwing mud at the wall and see the stick and mm-hmm. able to get, get, uh, Jerome back from the Clippers. Cause I mean, a lot of times, man, it's about opportunity. You, it's tough when you like the fifth guard, you getting in and, in the, in the bum, bum scrim, scrimmage minutes, you know, you ain't really, your legs cold, you know, it's, it's, it's different than knowing you got a coach and staff that believe in you and you're going to get some real rotation minutes. You're going to be able to sweat a little bit. It's, it's just different because basketball is about rhythm, man. And if you ain't in rhythm, it's hard to just come out there and just look good. Like, so I, I think he got a real opportunity here. Like his game, his game reminded me of like a, like he's a, he's kind of like a microwave scorer. I I I, I don't want to say Jamal Crawford because he not he don't have that type of handle. Yeah, I about that, to say yeah, his handle like definitely ain't on that level. <laughs> yeah, he, the, the role I'm I'm trying to find a role for him like that type of role where he gonna be able to come off the bench and he gonna he can get you 15 plus. Like I think he can develop into that role behind Brad man hold his own defensively, and be a guy that you can play at the one, two, or three, can handle the ball, crafty scoring, nice mid-range game, solid solid three-point shot, man. And, and I think I think he a player, man. He just he just needs some time. He need, he need opportunity. And I think he got that here with the Wizards. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, man, he definitely has the opportunity just because I mean, shit, you look at it tonight, man. He played 21 minutes, and Troy Brown Jr., you know, is playing 20. And I do have a problem with that from Scotty that, you know, Jerome Robinson coming in off the street and, you know, he's playing <laughs> just as many minutes, you know, and, and closing out games more so than Troy. Like, you know what I'm saying? I thought that that was a problem in the Memphis game. Like, why is Jerome Robinson getting closing minutes over Troy when Troy's actually played, you know, well throughout the season? You know, and, and Troy brings a different aspect uh, to, to the Wizards as far as, you know, his ability to rebound the basketball at a high level for uh, for a guard. Like, I, I think that he, he, he has really kind of surprised me with his growth on the season. And, you know, I kind of look at his feeling a little bit differently than I did before. I still think that ideally he is a high-quality uh, uh guard off the bench. So I think like and as far as this today's NBA goes, like you need to have a, a, a solid seven man rotation and if you can find a guy like Troy Brown who can be your combo guard off the bench, like I, I think that that has a lot of value and, and you know honestly like I, I think that the, the Wizards should definitely be looking to develop him and you know just give him more opportunity and he needs to have more uh, uh, the coaching staff needs to have more faith in him. You know, to get, show the same faith in him that they showing in Jerome Robinson off the street. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it, it seemed like uh, when the game get tight, it seemed like Brooks likes to lean on offensive guys that 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 you know shooters. Because I even saw like he was trying to close games when they were trying to come back against against the Warriors. He had Napier out there with Beal. And I, yeah, and I'm like, okay, interesting. So I, I just think he sometimes Brooks just gets he gets locked in on the offensive end, and that's where he he kind of leans. But I think Troy, man, he wanted him, he he like a Swiss Army knife. Like he mm-hmm. he's like I, I feel like he can really lock into that role where 
he just do a little bit of everything. Like, he's not going to be no 20-point, 30-point scorer. He's not going to be no 10-plus assist guy or average no triple-double. But he could average – I could see him averaging 10, 5, and 5 or 12, 6, and 6. Being a guy like that and just kind of everywhere um, and, and do a little bit of everything. And he's he got really good hands. He plays passing lanes well. He, He's a really good defender. He can move his feet well uh, without fouling. He's one of the few wing guys we got that can defend without fouling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I like his game. I think he's perfect in the role that he's in now. Like that that first wing guy off the bench um, and just kind of do a little bit of everything for the second unit, man. Just do a little bit of everything. Just be everything. Whatever the team needs you to do. Yeah, man, he, he's definitely a Swiss Army knife. And, and as far as utility players go, you know, he he he's is a guy who he's just a winning basketball player. And shoot, when we start talking about you know guys in their age and you know their their feelings, like this dude's only twenty one years old too. So right, you know, like you're saying, like the, the Wizards, they 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 have a, a nice collection of young talent. And so I think that at the very least. You know, when you look at the fact that, okay, they're heading into the all-star break, they have 20 wins uh, as a team, you know, that I don't think anybody uh, expected this team to, to be playing, uh, you know, at, at the rate that they're playing at right now. And when you start looking down the pipeline of these young players, like the, the future ain't as nearly as grim as, as people on the outside would, would, would like to make it seem. No, 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 not at all. Not at all, man. Um you know, when I was when you look at this team and how it's constructed now with the with the kids and and the roles that they're playing, I can I I can see what see I can see what he's trying to do, and then at some point it's like okay, we got these young kids, I've showcased them, now it's time to try to cash some of these chips in, and exactly. then we get a healthy wall back. It's time to make a. It's time to get this this thing a go again and try to make a run. Um, and just comparing it to that 2016-17 team, you know, you really, you know, what Wall do a lot, but you really, you had that 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 team there had a bottom five bench. You could you could never get quality minutes behind Wall and Bill out of that guard spot. I mean, it was just like a a, a rotation of guys that we would bring in for second round picks and off the street that were ultimately guys that ended up out of the league the, the following summer. Um, and I think now having Ish Smith there, uh, bringing the young cat uh, Jerome in, you got a solid foundation. And even if you decide to bring Napier back, I wouldn't be yeah. opposed to that. Yeah, I, I'm not opposed to Napier's a good, like, third guard and, you know, uh, you know, on nights where – because, you know, I honestly, I don't think that the Wizards should be, you know, in a position where – you know, they're, they're forcing the issue with John Wall. Like, you know what I'm saying? If they put him on some type of, you know, Kawhi Leonard, you know what I'm saying, like load management type of deal for the rest of his career, like I wouldn't be opposed to that either. And so yeah. you're going to need another guy, like a third guy like Napier on nights where, you know what I'm saying, where, all right, well, let's, let's give Wall some rest. Let's just roll with Isha and Napier. Napier's a guy he could play. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I don't have a problem with him saying at all. Like, shit, he's definitely better than – you know, the the Trey Burks, the Tim oh, Frazier's, no. the ESPN, no. that whole way with the point guard. So. Brandon Jennings. All Brandon Jennings, man, shoot, man. If, <laughs> if they had Napier on that, that 17 team, man, they might have they never lost to Boston, man. <laughs> or they could have just played Oubre, but that's a whole other yeah, <laughs> for another day. They could have played, <laughs> played Saddle, man. I know you ain't yeah. a Saddle fan, man. But, oh, yeah, for but, sure, for sure. <laughs> for, for that game, for that game, they, they had options, man. They had options. Yeah, yeah, man, it's tough. It's tough. But, you know, I, man, every time I start thinking about that playoff series and them losing that to that team, and you start looking at, like, <laughs> Bojan and, like, man. Oh, it, it just, it, it, it just, man, it, it really gets me pissed off, man. <laughs> that roster, man, like, Bojan out here dropping 30, hitting game winners. winners hey, man, it's sick, man. It's Oubre sick, dropping man. 39 on them, dunking. Like, it seems like he get a poster every goddamn game. I know, man. It's sick, man. Them dudes couldn't even get off the bench in game seven, though. Like, that's, 
think, right. I think that's I think that's more of an indictment of Scott Brooks than anything else. But yeah. uh, that's what that's I know what you got. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Hey, hey, but Damo, man, before before we get you out of here, man, I want I want to give you this opportunity right now to give your best case as to why Bradley Bill was snubbed for the All Star game. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, it, I mean, the case is already made. There, there hasn't been a player to do twenty eight. Six and four to not make the All Star game in damn near forty years. So I, I feel like the case is already made. Yeah, I mean, hey, honestly, like I personally thought that Bill was going to be an All Star because I thought that he would have had more respect from the coaches. Uh, because you know, honestly, like when when those opposing coaches they come in. Like, they all are very complimentary uh, towards Bill and his game. And, you know, they're, they're not just selling wolf tickets either because, you know, their defensive schemes show that they have an immense amount of respect for him. I think that, yeah, honestly, sure. though, like, that, that if he had played like he's played the last 10 games over the course of the whole season, then I think that it would have been, it wouldn't have been in doubt ever. But, you know, also that a lot of that has to do with the fact that he started, you know, all those games next to IT. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's a it's, it's a tough situation for him. But, you know, honestly, like I said, I think that this is a blessing in disguise. And, you know, when you start looking at the standards, they're heading into all-star break, and they're three games behind the Orlando Magic. You know, it's 30 games left. If Brad comes out here and he leaves, the Wizards to the playoffs, they the AC. Forget All Star, man. He he gonna mess around the All NBA, which I think is is a, is a, is, a, is a much better accolade for him. Oh, yeah. So you know, I, I'm 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 looking forward to to seeing what he can do and, and to see how how much the revenge tour is gonna inspire. Him. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I yeah, if he can get that for sure, I think he he he'll be in that All NBA discussion because I don't think it's been. I don't think it's been six guards that have been better than Bradley Beal this season. Like I just don't. Like I, I watch, I watch Ben Simmons have nights where he looked like Draymond Green, and I watch Kyle Lowry have nights where he looked like uh, a third guard. But the Raptors are so good that they still win games. You know, I, so I just think he just got to put the team on his back. The young guys got to continue to be professionals in their role, man, and embrace it. And I think they can make it. I think they can make it. And if they make it, then Brad going to get his due. Yeah, man, it's going to be tough for them, though, only because, they, like I said, they're three games behind Orlando, and they they already lost the season series, got swept 4-0 to the Magic. So, you know, that, that – Playing that, that, out there a, looking like an all-star. I know, wonder man. why. I wonder why. And <laughs> Chris Miller all happy man. He he couldn't even contain himself. It was like, damn man, you work for the Magic or you work? For <laughs> nah, Chris, 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 that's my guy, and I know that's that's all that Demasa love. So I I, sure. I got to give him a hard time about that. But <laughs> hey man, I, I think I think the Wizards they they they, they on to something. I, I'm excited to see what 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 the Bill and the, and the Wiz Kids 2.0 can do for the rest of the season. But, Damo, man, I appreciate you for coming on, man. I, I want to give you this opportunity to kind of uh, plug yourself and, and let the people know where they can find you. I know most of Wizards Twitter, they, they, they already know you're, you're a staple, but there might be some locked-on Wizards listeners out there who, who aren't familiar. So let, let them know where they can find you uh, and, and where you talk about a variety of things, you know, basketball, politics, you know what I'm saying, like, uh, yeah, DC sure. culture, like you know, what I'm saying like you, 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 you're very diverse with, with your Twitter game. So let the people know where they can find you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, on Twitter is 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 my name Damo D O M O underscore, and it's in Roman numeral 1986. Uh, and then uh, yeah, I I talk my shit on there all the time, and wide range of topics, and it's always with basketball at the top of that list though. So. You know, yeah, I'm for that all day. Exactly, man. And like I said, man, it, it's not the hype when I say that you're definitely one of the leading uh, thought provokers of Wizards Twitter. I'd say you, you know, you and Oz definitely drive a lot of the conversations surrounding, you know, what what people on Wizards Twitter are talking about. 
And so, you know, that, that, that's very important when it comes to, you know, like the, the, the grassroots uh, effort of, you know, covering the team. And so, man, I, I just want to thank you for doing that, man, because it, it's greatly appreciated and it's needed in, in this NBA Twitter landscape, man. Oh, man, I appreciate that, man. I, you know, it's just, I love the Wizards, man. I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, it's, it's a gift and a curse, man. So. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, but at, least, at least this team is fun to watch. So, hey man, we we got a lot a uh, lot, lot better nights than than we expected, man. So ho- hopefully, cheers to, to more good nights to come. Oh, uh, for sure, for sure. All right, Dom, appreciate you for coming on, man. All right, man, appreciate you. Talk to you soon, man. Yep. All right. Chilling back, giving advice. I buy my girl shit that don't matter the price. They see that I'm taking it, try getting pants. Label money, I just tell in advance. I ain't cheating, I'm just trying to dance. She just trying to have me up in the trance. I'm in a struggle like fucking. They just trying to make some buckets. Love when I slap down my ones, but it bounced like a ball when I struck it. So if you ever see a real nigga like me, just let them live and just be how it be. Go to the club with them two and you'll see. With a J, we'll be on the same team. I want a baller like the Wizards. Yeah, you know what I mean. When I'm blowing on the net. Girl, she went shots for the team. I was in high school with dreams. Now I'm almost looking clean. Teaching game like a dean. Coach all these girls to a ring. I want a ball, I like the whistles. Yeah, you know what I mean. When I'm blowing on the net. Girl, she went shots for the team. I was in high school with dreams. Now I'm almost looking clean. Teaching game like a dean. Coach all these girls to a ring. <laughs> 